The occult is the idea of what is occluded. It's the idea where people in pagan superstition and and the occult practices literally try to go behind the veil. Welcome to the Walk in Truth Minisode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. If a Christian has a, a passionate mindset, I want nothing to do with this. I'm just going to turn my lights down, ignore the door, go to a restaurant, have nothing to do with it. If that's your conscience, that's what you should do. But judgment should not come from Christians who are saying, no, we're supposed to be handing out gospel tracts, man, and doing a Christian or a alternative to Halloween, man. Get with it. Stop it. Don't, we're not to be in judgment of that person. If they had a dark experience with that holiday, then just let them before the Lord. That's their conscience. But we also shouldn't look sideways at Christians who take their kids to Christian alternative uh, celebrations or even go door to door in a Superman costume. We need to chill out. They're not practicing the ancient festival of Druidism and Samhain. They're dressed as Superman getting candy. Okay? The holiday has become largely secular. We all know that. Most Americans have no clue of anything I've told you this morning. All they know is this is something that we do in America. We have a party or we dress up. And so we got to be careful that grace goes in both directions, that we don't say, oh, you let your kid dress up as Batman. Right? We got to be careful that... Grace goes in both directions. I believe that this is really a matter of conscience. If you can just do what you do and and you're okay in your conscience, then so be it. Here's two things that Romans 14 teaches. One, you have a lot of grace, uh, liberties, freedom in Jesus Christ, okay? But number one, Very important. You never use grace as an excuse for sin. Never. Number two, you never use grace or your freedoms in Christ as a stumbling block for others. Easy way to remember Romans 14. Here's the essence of it. Don't use your freedoms and liberties in Jesus Christ as an excuse to sin. Don't use your freedoms and liberties in Jesus Christ to stumble somebody else. Two important things. Not an excuse for sin. They're both S's. And not an excuse to stumble somebody else. Outside of that, your freedoms in Jesus Christ are wonderful. And it's okay. Some people are vegetarians who are Christians. And some people eat double-doubles. Some people don't eat candy. Other people eat sleeves of Snickers. Okay, it's not going to affect your standing before Jesus Christ. You are neither worse for the eating or better, spiritually speaking. Now, your body is a different discussion. Because if you regularly eat double-doubles and have Snickers for dessert, your body will manifest certain visual realities. But... Since we're talking about grace, we're not going to go there anymore. 
Other Christians will opt for Halloween alternatives, harvest festivals, Reformation festivals. Kids will dress up as farmers, Bible characters, Reformation heroes. Last year, there was even a guy walking around here in a Chewbacca outfit. Don't know what to make of him. Anyway, ask me about that later. (laughs) There's another option open to Christians. Limited, non-compromising participation in Halloween. There's nothing inherently evil about candy, costumes, trick-or-treating in the neighborhood. In fact, all of them can provide a unique gospel opportunity with your neighbors. Even handing out candy to neighborhood children, provided that you're not stingy and you don't keep all the Snickers for yourself, can improve your reputation among the kids. As long as the costumes are innocent and the behavior does not dishonor Christ, trick-or-treating can be used to further gospel interests. And again, I'm quoting, but I think this has been well said. Ultimately, Christian participation in Halloween is a matter of conscience before God. Whatever level of Halloween participation you choose, you must honor God by keeping yourself separate from the world and by showing mercy to those who are perishing. Halloween provides the Christian with the opportunity to accomplish both of those things in the gospel of Jesus. It's a message that is holy, set apart from the world. It's a message that is the very mercy of a forgiving God. What better time of year to share that message than on Halloween. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for the clarity of your word. Some of these things, Lord, we can't specifically target a Bible passage with all of the intricacies, but we can say this. I I believe Romans 14 gives us a good balance, Lord. And I know that even Christian churches have gone too far with some, some things that they invite people to that are around the horrors of hell and that kind of thing that are not necessarily the best way to reach people. And so I'm praying for wisdom for the church, Lord. I'm praying that we can be a light. You know, we're supposed to be a light to the nations, a light to people around us. So help us with wisdom. Help us with not being quick to judge one another. Let us have a mature biblical perspective on things that we do or don't do. And let us give each other as much grace as we can, never using our liberties or grace as an excuse to sin or to stumble somebody else. But Lord, understanding that who we are in Jesus is based upon the finished work of Christ and our decision to follow him and the grace and mercy of being born again by the work of your spirit. So we thank you for that. I pray your blessing upon every family that's here. Give them wisdom, Lord. Protect every family. Strengthen each family and each person that's here. And if you just keep your head and heart bowed for a second, if you don't know Jesus, if you feel like you've been walking in a fog of darkness, if, if maybe some of this is all too real for you in the superstitions and the darkness that is real, then my prayer for you right now is that you'll come to know Jesus. If you've not understood the gospel, that Jesus lived the perfect life for you, that he died on the cross and paid your sin debt in full, that he rose to defeat death, your greatest enemy, that he's alive today. If you haven't met him, if you don't know that salvation comes through, from grace, God's grace through faith, it's not from you, it's from God. If you have not opened your heart to say, Jesus, I want to know you and follow you. Do it today. It's simply just something like this. Lord Jesus, and I would encourage you, pray it right now. If you're not sure you're a Christian, pray right now. Lord Jesus, pray it out loud. Come into my life.
I'm a sinner. But I thank you that you came to save me. You died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead. I repent of my sin. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Please remove the burdens of my past. Lift the darkness and bring your light into my life. Change me from the inside out and help me to live for you and to walk in the finished work of Jesus and in the love of God and the truth of the scriptures. Lord, for those who are trying to articulate a prayer, even in their heart, may you bless them, may you save them, may you touch them, may you transform them. And I pray that in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Would you stand? Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Michael. Welcome. I'm glad you're either watching the DVD or listening to the CD. And following this service, I'm talking about Halloween. I had some questions from some folks, and I just wanted to make sure that I had an opportunity to define some terms and also wanted to let you know that this was a family Sunday in our fellowship. And so I was trying to do the PG version of a holiday that really does have some dark stuff connected to it. So let me just talk about a few terms. You heard me mention the occult. The occult is the idea of what is occluded. It's the idea where people in pagan superstition and and the occult practices literally try to go behind the veil to what is occluded, what cannot be seen in the obvious visible world. And people who mess with the occult try to go, as it were, behind the veil and try to get answers to questions about the past, the present, or future. They try to do that by means of what's called divination. That's the next term I want to make sure you understand. Divination comes from the idea of trying to divine something. So it's trying to get information about the past, present, or future by means of occult practices. This could be a crystal ball. It could be tarot cards. It could be a cauldron. It could be stuff like that. And there are people today involved with witchcraft and the like that do believe that October the 31st, when the veil is allegedly the thinnest between the living and the dead, that occult practices can be especially effective in light of what they believe about this period of time. Now, it's not what we believe, it's what they believe. I also wanted to mention that uh, there's some evidence that the holiday was actually practiced between October the 31st and November the 2nd. So it went on for three days. And, and this, is, this is some of the backdrop that's involved. I will say to you, too, with the Druids that I brought up in this message, the Druids were priests of, of the occult, and they actually were involved in very dark things. In fact, they were also involved in sacrifice and even human sacrifice. Now, I didn't bring that up because of the audience that we were dealing with uh, in this morning, but I will tell you this. They would often even try to divine past, present, or future, by the way bodies fell when they were being executed and uh, dark things like this. So you've probably heard some stories that weird things can happen on Halloween, even maybe stories of you know animals being sacrificed and so forth, and maybe even human sacrifice. Some of these stories, if not uh, a major percentage of them, would be anecdotal. That is, there's no way to really verify whether they're factual. There's some evidence that some of this may have gone on. It's not something to freak out about, but it is something when you're considering um, this holiday that you understand. Paganism, I mentioned, is uh, belief in many gods and goddesses. Pantheism is believing that God is in everything, in the trees, and in in uh, basically every part of 
the uh, manifest world, if you will, animals and the like. I didn't mention this during the message, but even a black cat, they believe, can have a familiar spirit. A broomstick is a phallic symbol, and a witch riding a, a broomstick you know, has those connotations. So a witch wearing black and doing uh, spells and potions and that kind of thing does tie into some of these belief systems. And there, there can be pluses and minuses to what one actually believes and what practices they get involved in based upon um, you know, their, their version, you could say, of witchcraft or Wicca and that kind of thing. Uh, also, I had mentioned that there was a story about Stingy Jack, and it's connected to this idea of a jack-o'-lantern. And here's how the story goes, and, and I'm just going to read it for you just to make sure you have it accurate. But it's actually, this is from The Facts on Halloween by John Ankerberg and John Weldon. And it says, um, the legend of Iris Jack explains the jack-o'-lantern. The legend goes this way. There was a stingy drunk named Jack who tricked the devil into climbing an apple tree. Um, to go up and get an apple, but then cut the sign of the cross into the trunk of the tree, uh, preventing the devil from coming down. Jack forced the devil to swear that he would never come after Jack's soul. The devil reluctantly agreed. Jack eventually died, but was turned away at the gates of heaven because of his drunkenness and uh, during his lifetime and his selfishness as well. He was next sent to the devil who also rejected him, keeping his promise. Since Jack had no place to go, he was condemned to wander the earth. As he was leaving hell, he happened to be eating a turnip. The devil threw a live coal at him. He put the coal inside the turnip and has since forever been roaming the earth in what is now known as a jack-o'-lantern in search of a place to rest. Eventually, a pumpkin replaced a turnip since it was much easier to symbolize the devil's coal inside of the pumpkin. So that's the jack-o'-lantern. I will say this to you. As I mentioned Romans 14, and I mentioned parents and grandparents and teenagers and children, and trying to figure out the best way to respond to such a holiday, I talked about Romans 14 and it being really a matter of conscience when it all comes down to it. We're not to judge one another. We're to love each other. But we're to try to follow our conscience, what we can do in faith, and hopefully to reach out to our community. Uh, this, this coming Halloween, we're going to have a harvest festival, and we're going to reach out to some of our guests. And you may have been a guest who came on this very night and purchased this DVD or this CD. And we just want you to know that we love you, that Jesus loves you. He came into this world to die for you on the cross, to live the perfect life that you could not live, to die on the cross, and to rise from the dead, to defeat death, to take fear away, and to give you hope. And that's the hope that we really want you to understand, the hope of Jesus Christ. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do it today. Believe in his perfect life, his sacrificial death, and his triumphant resurrection. Repent from your sin. Even if you have a life involved in dark stuff and occult practices, and trust in him and him alone for your salvation. He will lead you all the way home, all the way to heaven. He'll give you new life. He'll give you hope. He'll forgive your sins and give you really the only hope that mankind can know. That is the hope of Jesus. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com. Thank you.